You are listening to Awaken ADHD, a podcast where people share their ADHD stories, life before and after diagnosis, support, strategies, strengths and challenges. Hi, I'm Jade and I'll be your host. I'm a counsellor, ADHD coach and fellow ADHDer. So join me as we awaken ADHD. This podcast was recorded on the land of the Bunurong people of the Kulin Nation, and we wish to acknowledge them as traditional owners. We recognise First Peoples of Australia as the original storytellers and pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. Hello and welcome to another mini-episode of Awaken ADHD. Uh, In the last mini-episode, we were talking about the parent-child dynamic in relationship conflict patterns, and I've done a little bit more work in really trying to understand some of the couples that I work with and how ADHD shows up in my own relationship. And so far, I have got about nine patterns that I've been exploring, uh, both, again, personally and professionally. So I thought I would take you through them uh, one by one. On my list, the parent-child dynamic is actually number eight. So now we're jumping all the way back up to number one, which is half hearing and half listening. So the way that I understand it is that neurodivergent relationships have some unique and varied patterns that I really feel need to be identified, understood, and then really navigated well within the couple. If you're in a long-term relationship, these patterns can really be worked through as a team, although many of the patterns are also experienced in other relationships, like with your friends and your families and at work. And I think it's also important to note that when we explore these patterns, their reasons, their understandings, their awarenesses, they're not excuses. So we're looking to interrupt these patterns in a way that's flexible and curious and creative. We're not really looking for neurotypical solutions to these neurodivergent patterns. We're really looking for some some understanding and some teamwork and some empathy so that we can really notice them and how they're showing up in our lives. Alrighty, so pattern number one. What I looked at and what I was noticing is that ADHDers often don't listen or hear the full content of a conversation due to oh, many reasons, but overarchingly executive functioning challenges. So I've, I've laid it out as challenges, obstacles, and other contributing factors, the impact in the relationship, and strategies to begin to interrupt the pattern. So if we look at some of the challenges and obstacles, distractibility. When you're in a busy environment or the TV's on or other people are talking or the kids are running around or there's just lots of things happening around you, it's quite often very difficult to stay focused on the conversation that you're having and really pay attention to what your partner or your children or your colleagues or friends are saying. So that's one thing. Another part of it, I think, is content overwhelm. Somebody might be giving you instructions or asking you to plan something 
and they're giving you too many steps in the process or too many details. You know, sometimes when, when somebody's giving me too much information, I might have actually got stuck on step one and in my head I've already started to plan it. Or there may be just too many different details and I'm just darting from one to the other. At this point, we usually stop really actively listening. We might be staring at the person, (laughs) nodding along, uh, but really not paying any attention at all. Uh, The next obstacle or challenge is that it might be boring content. And when I say boring, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's boring to the other person or it's boring in general. It's just that we might not be interested in it. And when we're not interested in it, sometimes it takes us a, a little bit more effort to stay with the person, to really listen. Sometimes uh, the topic is too exciting and too interesting. And and like I said before, we might just pick up our phone and start researching the, you know, the first part of the topic. Or we might be so interested in it that we start telling our own story about it or talk over the top of them. Another another element could be that it's a really important topic. And we're so worried that we're going to forget that we start problem solving or thinking of strategies or tuning out of the conversation to really start thinking about this important thing. Some of the impacts on the relationship can really be that there's a a lot of rupture in trust and connection that can occur when the other person is not feeling listened to. can be frustrating and hurtful and can lead to defensiveness or admonishing. (laughs) Partner may feel constantly unheard, constantly not listened to. This can lead to them feeling resentment, them feeling unimportant or not valued. You never listen to me. You never pay attention. Anything I say isn't important to you. Why are you always picking up your phone? Why do you seem to zone out? If this has gone on for a long time in a relationship, partner may respond with anger, real frustration or avoidance. Another impact may be that things are missed, tasks, events, plans. Yeah, I didn't I didn't hear it. I didn't know it was happening. I had zoned out when we had agreed to do that thing. Sometimes this pattern can really lead to increased frustrations and really perpetuate that parent-child dynamic. Why am I always having to remind you? Why can't you write it down? Why can't you pay attention? I think the, the ADHD in the relationship can really feel a lot of shame for not being able to listen and take in all the information, which can also lead to defensiveness, further entrapping you in that pattern of attack, defend. Partner may also feel like they have to be louder and more assertive to be heard, which again goes back into the conflict cycle. I think some of the ways in which we can begin to interrupt this pattern is asking. Ask one another before launching into lengthy conversations. Hey, can we talk about plans for next weekend? Hey, how are you feeling? Have you had a big day? Are you are you up for talking about whatever it is, because I think this is true in any relationship. If we start launching in 
to a big conversation when the other person has had a big day or is feeling really tired or is hungry or what have you, it, it can lead to feeling missed, to really missing each other and not fully engaging. The next strategy is attunement. They all start with A. I don't know, once I get into a pattern of of uh, or, of trying to understand how how to lay something out. Sometimes I go for acronyms or words that all start with the same letter. I don't know. It's a quirk. Does anyone share that quirk or just me? Anyway, uh, the next one is attunement. So, you know, you may pay attention to other, one another. Notice if one of you appears to have tuned out. Hey, babe, you still with me? Hello, you know, a gentle touch on the knee or kind of a wave in the hand in front of the face, are you with me? If we can do that for one another, no matter what the reason the person is tuned out for, it's like giving another opportunity. It's a pause. It's a, it's not about me. This person may have tuned out. I'm going to try not to take it personally and I'm going to see if they can come back to me. The other point to make is that if if we do kind of set this up in our relationship, that if somebody does kind of say, hey, babe, oi, you still with me? We have to be really mindful of not getting defensive and not, well, I guess the same in, in defense, we can say, oh, it's not my fault. You know, I've got ADHD or you've been rattling on for ages or I'm tired. But to actually say, well, yeah, I did. I zoned out. I'm on the first thing that you said, I I went into another place. I'm really sorry. Um, where are we at? Or can we come back to this in a minute? And then you set up some sort of agreement on what's going to work best with you for both of you. This is another really important point. My next A word, which is atmosphere. I think we really need to set the environment up for success away from distractions. Not when you're both tired, hungry, running late, kids running in and out dogs under your feet. For me, I really need to have, might be in the bedroom with the curtains drawn and my phone nowhere near me. The phone can also be a big distraction for me. Uh, I call it phone as fidget and I'll just pick it up and start randomly tapping things with no real intention. And what I actually want to do is just is just move and fidget. But I grab my phone because that's my adult fidget at hand. And that is really, really, really destructive. So finding ways to get that out of the way if you're about to have a conversation. And again, just setting up the atmosphere for successful communication. I think that also goes for meetings. If you're having a meeting and the lights are you know, super bright fluoro lights, which I can't stand, or there's something going on outside the windows, or then set it up. Change the lights, turn the blinds. Same with my kids. If I know that they want to talk to me about something important, I'll take them somewhere so that I can sit down and give them my undivided attention. Or wait until we lie down in bed and the lights are dim or off and I can just tune in to what they're talking about. The next A word in strategies to interrupt the pattern is advocate. We really need to advocate for our needs. This is, you know, saying something like, 
hey, this is really important to me. Can you listen to me? And so advocating for needs isn't just the ADHD, that is the partner as well. Hey, I, I want to be heard. Have you got time for me? Or it could be, I've had a really busy day. I feel my ability to focus is tapped out. Can you dot point it for me? Can you make it short? Can we write it down as well if it's something that's going to take a while um, and it's got lots of steps? So that's asking, attunement, atmosphere, and advocate. These are all really important in our everyday life, whether it's work, whether it's with our friends. One of the things I might say to advocate for myself when going out with friends now is, hey, can we not sit inside? It's too noisy. There's coffee machines going off. There's too many potential distractions. I might need to sit in a quieter courtyard or in a booth so that there's less um, noise and light and sound distraction. Okay, so that is relationship pattern number one. We've already looked at number eight, but I might do it again. <laughs> sure, I've got new insights. I feel like I add to this um, this part of my relationship therapy program all the time. I'm constantly researching with the couples that I work with and again in my own relationship. I hope that something out of this has been useful to you. I'd love to hear from any of you, have a conversation. What What is working in your relationship? Are you resonating with anything? And of course, as usual, I would love to have you on the show and your story so that you can share your Awaken ADHD story. I've been a bit uh, a bit stuck or slack or something regarding getting onto socials and trying to find people to jump on the podcast. Sometimes that that networking and that seeking is really difficult for me when I'm I just kind of bury my head and, and do the day to day and even though this is really important to me, I do find a bit of a a stuckness in it so if you want to jump on please reach out jade at awakeninsights.com.au or you can jump on my website awakenadhd.com.au or follow me on instagram where i will very sporadically post (laughs) all right well thanks for listening and uh, connect soon bye This podcast is not a licensed mental health provider. It represents the personal opinions and experiences of individuals. No content should be taken as professional advice or recommendation.